and moin to this brand new episode of the Dota 2 Guide podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. In today's episode we are going to talk about the map of Dota 2, which got changed in the newest Dota 2 update. But first of all, I wanna thank all of you who sent me emails and listened to the introduction. I'm really hyped and excited that you already reached out to me, so thank you so much and please keep it up. The last episode was the introduction. I talked about who should listen to this podcast, who am I, what can you expect in future episodes, why am I talking about Dota 2, and what the goal of this podcast is. So if you're interested in any of this stuff, listen to the introduction episode and you will get a quite a good overview about what is coming. Today we are going to talk about the map. As mentioned earlier, the map has rec recently changed as the game was updated. Because of that, I had to redo this whole episode. I already finished and recorded it for the previous patch and then the new patch hit. Yes, I did know this was coming, but I assumed they wouldn't change so much about the map. Boy, was I wrong. They changed a lot. But yes, nevertheless. Now, this is a new episode with a new map and explanations. I also uploaded a picture to Imgur. You can find the link in the podcast description. I will refer a lot to that map and show you a lot of things. So if you don't know how the whole Dota 2 map looks like, just open it and have a look so, so you can follow my explanations. Now without further ado, let's get right to it. Dota 2 has two sides, the right side which are the Dire and the green side which are the Radiant. On each side there are 5 players, so it's a 5 vs 5 map. The map is kinda symmetrical, there are only some minor differences which I'm not going to talk about today. I will start with the base and explain it for the Dire side on the top right corner. And these explanations also apply for the green side on the bottom left corner. So the base is what you have to defend, it's like your castle. The borders are the th three staircases. I think it's kinda clear and on top of each staircase are some buildings I will explain later. So the first building in the base is the fountain. I marked the fountain with a heart symbol. In the fountain you will spawn at the start of the game and respawn if you die. If you are in the fountain area, you have increased HP and mana regeneration. You can also TP or go there at any point in the game to fill up your HP and mana at a rapid rate. Enemies can also enter this area, but will automatically get shot at by the fountain itself. These shots are very lethal, so do not step into the enemy's fountain unless you are very late into the game and very tanky. The fountain cannot get destroyed by the enemies. Also in the fountain area are your couriers as well as the shop where you can buy and sell items. Except some special items where you have to go to the secret shop. I will go about this building in, in a later section of this episode. The next building is the most important building of the game and also the eponym of the whole game Dota 2. 
Dota, which means defense of the ancients, and therefore, as the name applies, you have to defend the ancients. And I have marked the ancient on the map as red and green stars in front of the fountain. If you lose your ancient, you lose the whole game, and if you kill the enemy ancient, you win the whole game. So defending your ancient is the win condition or losing condition if you do not defend it. There are other win conditions, but that are for pro games and I will not get over it in this podcast now. If you attack your enemy's ancient and you do not kill it, it will regenerate a little bit each second until it, until it is full health again. The same applies for your ancient as well. So next up are the towers. Towers are one of the most important buildings, especially for strategy plays in Dota 2. So listen carefully and get to know the towers. There are four types of towers, which are categorized in tiers. So there's the tier 1 tower, the tier 2 tower, the tier 3 tower and the tier 4 tower. The first one is the one with the lowest HP, armor as well as attack damage. These three traits increase per tier and therefore the tier 4 tower is the strongest of them all. The tier 4 towers are the last defense line of your ancient. So your tier 4 towers are the red squares in front of your ancient. The tier 3 tower are on top of the staircase of your base. The tier 2 towers are the next row of towers. So if you go from the tier 3 towers straight out, you meet the tier 2 towers. And the tier 1 towers are the farthest away square from your base. In total, there are 3 tier 1 towers, 3 tier 2 towers, 3 tier 3 towers, and 2 tier 4 towers. And of course, this applies for Dire and Radiant. You can only attack the next tier of towers when you have destroyed the previous one in that lane. I will talk about lanes in a second. This means you can only attack the tier 2 tower if you have killed the tier 1 tower in that lane. And the tier 3 tower if you have killed the tier 2 tower and so on. Only both tier 4 towers can get destroyed if one of the tier 3 towers is down. You cannot hit a higher tier tower in a lane where the previous tier tower is still up. Now coming to a more bit more complex behavior of taking towers. So stay with me. Imagine a scenario where you have taken the enemy tier 1 tower. Then you want to destroy the tier 2 tower. But your creeps are not remotely close to the tier 2 tower you want to take. Then it will have backdoor protection if you take it. So what is backdoor protection? Backdooring is the principle of killing a tower without any of your creeps being close to it. To defend themselves, the towers get backdoor protection, which gives the tower a lot of armor in region which you have to fight through. This mechanic applies to all towers except the tier 1 tower, which will never have backdoor protection. You can actually fight through it, but th that is something for the late game and demands a lot of farm. But please, try not to fight their tier 2 towers in the first 10 minutes on your own, even though it has no backdoor protection. You will really lose that fight. So let's talk about lanes now. 
There are three lanes on the Dota 2 map. On the picture you can see the black lines. These are the three lanes. There's a top lane, which is marked by the highest black line. Then there's the middle lane, which is marked by the black middle line in the middle of the map. And there's the bot lane, which is marked by the lowest black line. Each lane starts at your tier 3 tower and moves along your tier 2, tier 1, and the enemy's tier 1 and the enemy's tier 2 tower, and ends at the enemy's tier 3 tower. This applies to every lane. So each lane has two tier 1 towers, one of the dire side and one of the radiant side, two tier 2 towers and two tier 3 towers. Every 30 seconds, starting from minute 0 and second 0, there are lane creeps spawning on each lane. These creeps are not controllable by you or the enemies and are spawned by, by your barracks. There are ranged and melee creeps. I will talk about barracks in the next section. These creeps are running down a lane until they hit the creeps of the other side or a tower and then fight against the creeps or the tower. I will not go any deeper into these mechanics right now. I just want you to get to know what happens on the map. So it's really important that you remember what lanes exist on the map. The top lane, mid lane and bot lane. In short top, mid and bot. Now let's talk about the barracks. There are two different kinds of barracks. The range barrack and the melee barrack. On each lane there's one barrack of each kind, so one range barrack and one melee barrack per lane, per team. Each team has therefore three barracks of each kind. I, on the map I gave you the barracks are marked as red and green triangles. I have not differentiated between ranged and melee barracks. Both are red and green triangles. So in theory the range barrack spawns the range creeps and the melee barrack spawns the melee creeps on the lane. You can destroy the enemy's barracks if you have killed the enemy's tier 3 tower on that lane. Before you kill the tier 3 tower you cannot attack the barrack. If you manage to kill the barrack on the lane the enemy creeps are going to spawn as nothing has happened but your creeps will be upgraded. So there are three tiers of creeps. The normal creeps or tier 1 creeps which are spawning from the beginning of the game. Then there are the super creeps or the tier 2 creeps which spawn if you have killed the enemy's barracks on that lane. But they are exclusively to that lane where you have killed the enemy barracks. And the last tier of creeps are the mega creeps which will spawn on your side if you have managed to kill, to destroy all enemies barracks. Of course this principle also applies to your enemies. If they manage to kill a barrack their creeps will be upgraded. Upgraded creeps have more HP, defense and attack and give the enemy less gold if they kill it. The melee barrack is also able to re regenerate its, its HP if you attack it but don't destroy it. The range barrack does not have this feature. 
And obviously, if you destroy the range bag, only your range creeps will be upgraded and not the melee creeps, and vice versa if you destroy the melee bags. Let's talk about Roshan now. Roshan sits in the Rosh pit and is marked on the map with the explosion like sign in the river. The river is the blue line which goes from one side to the other side in the middle of the map. Roshan is available from the beginning of the map. If you manage to kill Roshan, you will get the Aegis of Immortality. Or not get, it will drop and, and you have to pick it up. If Roshan dies a second time, it will drop the Aegis and the Cheese. And if Roshan dies a third time, it will drop the Aegis, Cheese and the Aganus Blessing or Fresher Shard and so on. The Aegis of Immortality, if you pick it up, is in your inventory and if you die, you will respawn once at the place where you died. The Aegis is getting reclaimed after 5 minutes, so if you have the Aegis, you should utilize it in the 5 minutes you have. The cheese, when used, replenishes a ton of mana and HP immediately. After using it, it disappears. A Ganem's Blessing can be consumed to receive the Ganem's Blessing buff without having it in the item slot. I will talk about this special mechanic in another episode, but just for the sake of having it all here, I am mentioning this. The Refresher Shard will, will give you a one-time refresh on all of your abilities as well as items. Roshan is a common spot where team fights are happening because one team wants to claim and kill Roshan and of course the other team doesn't want this to happen. Therefore there are a lot of fights around the Rosh pit. Roshan is by far the strongest neutral creep on the map so don't take a fight against it lightly. He might kill you. The only new building in this patch are the outposts and they are really important for the game. The outposts are marked as yellow squares on the right side and on the left side of the map. Those outposts can activate at the 10 minute mark and can be claimed by either team. You claim it. To claim it you have to right click the outpost and channel a short period of time. So channeling means you have to stand still and don't use any item or ability else this channel time will be reset. When you have claimed the outpost, you will get vision around the outpost and an experience post. Also, your teammates can TP to your outpost you own. The enemy team can reclaim a shrine you own by channeling there as well. The more players channel, the faster the claiming process goes. The outposts provide your team an experience boost every 5 minutes. So if you own one shrine and the enemy team wants one, both sides get an experience boost. If you own both, only you get an experience boost and it is doubled. And vice versa of course, if the enemy team owns both outposts at each following 5 minute mark, that team gets the experience boost. It doesn't matter how long you have it for the experience boost. You can just reclaim an outpost before the 5 minute mark 
or the 50 minute mark and so on so every five minutes you can just reclaim it in by four minute 50 and it will get you the experience boost the next icon is the orange arrow up these two signs mark the secret shop some items can only be purchased at the secret shop so either you or your courier have to go there and purchase that item. The secret shops are neutral and therefore both teams can purchase on both of them at any point of the game, but they have to go there and stand in its vicinity. So next up are the shrines. Shrines can be activated after 5 minutes. Then you can go there and click it to receive a short mana and health regeneration buff. After your teammates used it, it has a 300 seconds cooldown. You and your teammates can also TP to it. The shrines have an area of effect, so it can heal all units and friendly players in its area. The shrines can be found on the map in the jungles. On my map are the shrines marked with green and red star-like signs. The enemies and you are able to destroy the opposite shrines if you destroyed a tier 3 tower of your enemy. You can kill the shrines of your enemies. The last icon are the small orange stars. There are 6 orange stars on the map. Each mark a rune spot. There are two kinds of runes, bounty runes and action runes. Actually, there are more kinds of runes, because action runes are, there are several types of, types of it, but I'm not going to talk about this right now. The action rune spawn every 2 minutes from the 2 minute mark on. They spawn on the points next to the middle lane. Bounty runes spawn every 5 minutes, and upon claiming, you give your team a gold boost. There are 4 bounty runes spawning every 5 minutes, one in front of each outpost, one behind the Roche pit and one next to the bot lane in the river. Bounty runes start spawning on the 0 minute mark and every team tries to claim as much of them as they can. The last point for today is the jungle. The jungle is where neutral creep camps are. Those can be farmed for experience and gold and also since this new patch you can get items from minute 7 on. Those items cannot be sold and give you or your teammates a bonus. There are 5 tiers of neutral items. Your team can have 3 items of each tier in total. The tiers you are getting depends on the game time. For example tier 5 items are available at 70 minutes. As other neutrals, both sides can kill the neutral camps in each side of the jungle. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And again, if you have any question or any impression that you want to share with me, send me an email to dirty2guide at outlook.com. I'm really excited about your impressions and what you think, so send me all of this in an email. That's it for today and I hope I see you next time.